Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Success Hackers. This is your host, Scott Hansen, and hope you guys are fired up. Today's just one of those days. It's great to be healthy. It's great to be alive and building businesses. And uh, as you guys know, I always start with one quick little strategy or tip. And I was talking to someone today, a fellow entrepreneur, and we were talking about overwhelm. Do you guys feel overwhelmed sometimes? And you're probably shaking your head. Yes, God, we do. Um, the reality of it is, is uh, I have a really quick strategy for you before we get to our guest. And that strategy is this. If you feel overwhelmed, because you have all this stuff you have to do. I was talking to uh, this fellow entrepreneur and he said, I, I asked him, I said, you know, do you feel overwhelmed? He said, you know what, I used to. But uh, what he has just recently done, and I actually started recently doing this in my business and made the hugest difference in the world, is categorize your hit list or your to-do list into three different categories. So for in other words, you're probably thinking to yourself right now, you got you know lawn work at home, you got to do something with your kids, you got to drive them to practice, you have to take out the garbage, you have to paint the house, you have to, oh, and by the way, then you have to build a business and make 20 calls a day, and we jumble all this stuff into one list. What he suggested that we do, and I did it and made all the difference, is categorize them in three different buckets. So maybe one bucket is home life, another bucket is working in my business, right, the strategy and tactics, making the calls, sending out the proposals, and then the third thing is working on my business. When you categorize these things into three different buckets, it'll make a huge difference in your business. So that's your strategy for today. And oh, by the way, don't forget to click subscribe when you're on the site, successhackers.net, so that you don't miss any of this latest and greatest newest uh, shows that we're doing. And uh, don't forget to stay right in the middle, right around the middle time frame. I'm going to actually share something brand, brand new with all of you. So you want to stay all the way to the end. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. Our featured guest today is going to share how to be more efficient, speaking of, and productive as a business owner, today our featured guest is Mr. Nathan Hirsch. Nathan, are you ready to rock? I am ready. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, Nathan Hirsch is the CEO of FreeUp.com. Nate started FreeUp in 2015 after spending seven plus years interviewing, hiring, and training remote workers. He decided that there must be a better way for e-commerce companies to hire remote workers without having to spend hours interviewing and finding the most reliable people. He has extensive knowledge in creating business systems and processes, personnel management, hiring remote workers, the Amazon Marketplace, and advanced sales tactics. He's passionate about sharing his knowledge with others and has been featured on leading industry podcasts, webinars, and blogs. Nathan, welcome to Success Hackers. Man, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. I'm excited to get going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit more about FreeUp, who you help, and uh, how you actually started the company. Yeah, so it all goes back to when I was a 20-year-old broke college kid looking for some extra beer money. And so I started buying and selling textbooks to to kind of avoid or circumvent the college bookstore. 
And before I knew it, I had lines out the door and I realized that I could sell the different textbook companies and sell on Amazon. And when I found Amazon, I really got addicted. And before I knew it, I was running this multi-million dollar Amazon business out of my college dorm room. Hmm. Fast forward ahead. And when I graduated and opened up an office and decided to be an entrepreneur full time, I realized I was spending all my time on HR, like 50, 60, 70 percent of my day was just going through applicants, doing interviews, multiple rounds. And then I would spend all that time just to have the applicant quit after a few months. So after revisiting my system and, and meeting with my business partner and different teammates and, and learning a lot about hiring, I came up with a very good hiring strategy. And I thought, how can I give back to other businesses? How can I make it easier to hire? Because I know other business owners are going through the same thing as I was. So I created freeup.com with the idea to make hiring easier, where instead of posting a job on a job board like Upwork and Monster, instead of doing that, you just submit a request in a marketplace that already pre-vets workers and has these people ready to go, can introduce you within hours. So you can get started on a project same day or next day, rather than waiting a week to vet the right person. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we're going to talk more about how someone can be more efficient in their overall day and in and, and, and their business. But when you, I want to go back to your story, which is pretty awesome. So you started this based on a need, which we always talk about here on Success Hackers that, you know, there's a lot of different ways in which people become entrepreneurs. Obviously, one of the biggest reasons is, is they have, they, they found a better mousetrap for lack of a better term. And that's what you've done with FreeUp. So when you start talking to other business owners that have even been around a while or just kind of getting off the ground, what's one thing that you think you did really well in the beginning in order to really get this thing off the ground well? I found a really good business partner. I found someone that complimented very well, a lot, complimented me very well. A lot of people, they find similar minded people and they, they think, hey, I can work together. They're my friend. And they realize that they're just too similar. Whereas I found someone that has the same values, the same principles, the same that concept of treating people well and wanting to be the best that you can. But we have very different skill sets. I'm very good at customer service and sales and processes. And I'm very much short term. Where my business partner, Connor, who was one of my first hires, is very much a long-term thinker. He's very good at marketing and content. And we, and because we know what we're good at and what we're bad at, we don't step on each other's toes. We delegate very well. We have a whole 20-person um, team that we almost divide up on who's in charge of who. And it allows us to advance and have much more success than if we just kept overlapping each other. Yeah, and I think that's such a great – it's funny. I think that's such a great strategy, not only in business but in relationships. <laughs> at the end of the day, you want to be with someone who has the same type of values. But maybe they don't have to be exactly similar. But they, I like how you put that. You actually complimented or compliment each other. And I know that um, you have a newer book called Free Up Your Business. Tell us a little bit about the book and let us kind of peek inside the book and, and learn from you right here for a few minutes. What is the book about? And uh, if someone picks it up and starts to read it, what what's some of the strategies they might take from it? Sure. So being a young entrepreneur, I made every good and bad business decision under the sun. Um, and I have experienced bootstrapping companies. I never came from a lot of money. I didn't have funding or venture capitalists on my back or anything like that. So I bootstrapped two multimillion dollar companies. And that's what the book is about and how to do that. 
And when you're bootstrapping, you just have no room for error. You need to make calculated, smart, quick decisions. You have competition that's moving at a fast pace. You have obstacles. You have your ups and downs. And so what this book is is 50 secrets that Connor and I have come up with over the years, such as diversifying, making sure you're not relying on one revenue stream, or like we just mentioned, working with people that complement you and hiring people that are good at what you're bad at and really understanding your weaknesses. All things that business owners, that all business owners should do, but especially when you're bootstrapping and when the wrong decision can lead to the end of your company. Yeah, I love that. So give us, give us one, maybe one strategy now that we have, we have you on, 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 on the show here. What's one strategy that you've done well, you mentioned, uh, when it comes to bootstrapping? What's maybe one actual nugget you can leave with our audience? Absolutely. When you're bootstrapping, you have to use a trial and error approach. Usually when the idea that you come up with for your business is not going to be your end business. And that's happened to me twice now. Um, you start off with something, you think you're going in one direction, you have to be open to pivoting. And the only way you know when to pivot is to be open to different things. And as your business starts to generate money, you spend a little bit of money here and a little bit over here and you try this out. And when something's working, you pour a little bit money, more money in. And when something's not working, you pull it back and you try something else. And really reading the market reading what your customers want and adjusting your business to go towards what's working. And the only way that you can do that is by trying lots of different things when you're first getting off the ground. Well, I think that's smart. And Hacker Nation, I think what what he's sharing, what Nathan is sharing is so important. And I want to ask you, Nathan, on that same subject, a lot of, a lot of our listeners right now, you know, I like how you classified it as testing or, you know, going down one path. And if that path doesn't work, trying a different path or pivoting, if that one path or that one strategy works, obviously put more money into it and continue that road. But I think what happens a lot of times with entrepreneurs is you have a different framework about you. You can, you can tell you've been in the trenches for a long time. You you've built and you've sold and you've created, et cetera. So you have this callus, if you will, built up, right? So there's maybe some people listening who maybe are newer to the entrepreneurial game or they're right in their midst of, do I go left or do I go right? And a lot of times these entrepreneurs, they might go left and it's quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, maybe a failure. But I like how you put it, which is it's more of a course correction. It's okay. I've tried that route. I'm now going to go this route. Talk to that person right now that's listening to saying, you know what? I'm right in the middle of my funk and I'm not sure if going right is going to make any different. I went left. I poured X amount of dollars in. I feel like a failure. What would you say to that person right now? Yeah, so everything really happens for a reason. There are just so many corrections that happen as an entrepreneur from making a bad hire initially to making the wrong decision with the supplier. Even when you're on the phone trying to sell someone for the first time, saying that one wrong sentence can lose you the sale, but you know never to do that again, and it's going to help you in the long run. So you just have to look at everything as a learning experience. Obviously, gather all the outside information that you can, but the only way to really learn and to figure out the right way to go and the right way to do things and how to minimize risk in the future is to do it yourself and fail because there is no entrepreneur out there that just has wakes up every day and does everything at 100% optimization. It just doesn't happen. And, and even to this day, I mean, businesses are full of ups and downs. You have up months, down months, up weeks, bad weeks, and you have to take those and really learn from them and make adjustments to your business so that you're stronger for them. Yeah, and Hacker Nation, I was reading a book recently by a gentleman by the name of Dan Sullivan, and uh, Dan talks about 
about setting goals. When you have big goals, right, you have that, oh, I can't believe I'm about to set this stretch goal. And he says the goal is important, but as important, if not more important than the actual goal, is as you're on your way to hitting your goal or failing and falling down and getting back up, etc., it's known as hitting or obtaining strategic byproducts. And strategic byproducts is a fancy way of saying who you become along the way of creating or hitting the goal. And as you're charging up your mountain to hit that specific goal or those specific goals, plural, you're going to meet different people and run across different things that you would have never, ever experienced, as Nathan put it, you know, having the the experience of, of what you're doing. You'd have never experienced that if you don't hit the goal. So another strategy for, for all you guys listening is this. Set these big goals because it's not necessarily you hitting the goal, which is important in, in and of itself. It's who you become along the way and the people you meet along the way of this big goal. Would you, uh, would you agree with that, Nathan? I will, and I'll even take it a step further. There's a, I have what I call steps of problem solving, right? You identify the problem, who, what people you have to implement it. You execute the game plan. You fix the problem. You kind of get back on top from that down low. But what a lot of people forget is that last step, which is putting systems in place to prevent the problem from ever happening again. So a lot of people, they find themselves on that low. They get back to the high, but then they make the same mistake down the line, down the line and find themselves in that low because they didn't put steps in place to prevent it from going forward. And that's really what we're all about, um, what we preach from the top down in both of our companies. Mm, Yeah, I love it. You know, as someone who coaches and advises business owners, I work with them to free up some of their time so they can do more of the items that actually drive more revenues and greater profits in their business. So what's one strategy maybe that you can share to help our business owners become more productive outside of the things that you've already shared? Sure. So there's really two ways to go about hiring, right? First of all, you need to hire if you're going to get anywhere in your business. You can only hit, um, you can only go so far without hiring. I remember my accountant back in the day just laughing at me when I told him I was never going to hire, keep all the money to myself. Um, <laughs> but when you get to that point and you're going to hire, you have to figure out which direction are you going. Are you? Do you have your systems and process in place? Are you hiring someone to take them off your plate to do what you said, free up your time to focus on sales and marketing, which is what every entrepreneur should be doing or are you at the stage where you're like hey I don't know how to build a website I don't know how to do Google AdWords and and yes I can spend the next six months taking a course and become a master at it because I'm a smart guy but it's just an opportunity cost that's not worth it let's hire an expert to come in and take my business to the next level and do something I can't do and a lot of people sometimes have that backwards I'll talk to clients and they're like "All right, I want to run this Amazon ad I'm going to hire a lower level person to do it but I don't know how to do it myself I'm like okay you have this little backwards like let's walk through it so you really have to identify where you are at your business and it doesn't necessarily have to do with whether you're you're new or you've been in business for five years it has to do with the exact project and the exact goal of what you're trying to get out of it so how do you know how does a business owner know and I know we can probably be here for hours because every situation is different and it depends on the cash flow, the revenue model, the business model, et cetera. But sort of a 30,000 foot answer to my question is how does a business owner know whether or not they should be hiring? Because that's something that as a business strategist for me and my clients, that's one thing that we wrestle with all the time. And I'm, I'm, I have them to your point 
have them see the bigger picture. And a lot of times these entrepreneurs, these business owners, they're so focused on working in their business that when they stop and peek their head up and start talking about vision and what does success look like down the road and what should I really be doing, a lot of times they 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 go back to their their old ways, if you will. So what's the one, maybe just one strategy you can share with us that says you should be looking to hire because of fill in the blank? Yeah. So the first thing is, what do you want as a business owner? What you want might be different than what I want. Do you want it to be a lifestyle business? Are you trying to go towards that four hour work week where you take stuff off your plate and then you sit back at the pool half your day and and not really grow your company? Do you want to become the next Google and Apple? Is that what you're trying to do? Because if you're going to do that, the hiring strategy is a lot more is a lot different than if you're trying to just get your free time and spend more time with your family. Do you have a certain amount of money you want to make? Do you have other business partners or other shareholders that you're trying to make happy. If you can't identify what you want, then you can't really identify who you're going to hire. You have to identify the want before the hire. Yeah. 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 That's great. Tell us a little bit more about FreeUp. How does the actual service work? I know you you shared with us here in the beginning, but I want to make sure that our audience really understands how the process works. And if they wanted to use it literally right after our interview, what do they need to do? Sure. So you can go on a lot of job boards, like I mentioned, and they're all very similar. You post a job, you get 100 applicants, you interview them one by one, and you never really know what you're going to get. What I wanted was a better way. We get hundreds of applicants every week to get into our network. We have a great interview process based on my eight years of hiring. We have communication guidelines our workers have to memorize and get tested on because that's why everyone hates remote workers as bad communication. And we take the 1% and we let them in. And then our clients get access to them. First come, first serve. So instead of posting a job, you submit a request. You tell us the hours you need, whether you want a U.S. or non-U.S. worker, the skill set, anything else we should know. You basically tell us what your perfect worker looks like, and then we fill that request within hours because we have these workers ready to go. And you can click the hire button and get started, or you can meet with them, and if there's something maybe you missed that we should know about, with your feedback, we'll get you someone else. And then on the back end, we have our no turnover guarantee. Our workers rarely quit, but if they do, we cover all retraining costs, all replacement costs, and get you a new worker right away. So you save all that HR time on the front end and all the frustration on the back end, and we keep it simple. You can sign up right on freeup.com, request a worker right away. The whole process takes five to 10 minutes, and you're good to go. So if I'm a company that's looking for remote workers, can you break that down further? What types of workers are typically on the site? Sure. So we have workers from 5 to $50 an hour, both U.S. and non-U.S. for every skill set. We're about 40% U.S., 40% Philippines, and 20% scattered. Um, in terms of skills, we have everything from customer service to graphic design to bookkeeping to Amazon and eBay experts to people who can build websites and Shopify stores and even do photography. I mean, we have a whole range of services that we're always adding to. And if there's something that's so specific to your business that we would never recruit for, otherwise, we will recruit just for you with our free recruiting service and you're under no obligation to hire the people that we find. So we're really making the hiring process as simple as possible. So how do you guys as a business make money? Do you make money from the actual uh, workers, if you will, that pay in to be part of the network or is it more on the client side that are, are, are utilizing your workers? Sure. So there's no monthly fee. There's no sign-up fee. All our workers have an hourly rate. So if Bob is 10 bucks an hour, you pay 10 bucks an hour, nothing else. Um, and our fee is included in that. 
Okay, so your fee is baked into the per hour of Bob. Ah. Correct. Our fee is 15%. Oh, fantastic. Okay, cool, cool. So in your own business, I always ask this question, what's a nut that you're trying to crack right now or a problem that you guys are trying to solve? So it's funny. Um, we have this awesome software in FreeUp that we built ourselves two years ago. I have a great developer. He works at Universal. Um, and six months ago, we were pumped. We we're like, our software is great. It's coming along. And and we our business has started to grow. We're getting more clients. We're getting bigger clients. And it's funny that the more clients you get and the bigger clients you get, the more that they expect out of it. So <laughs> now we're at the point where our software has is actually better than it was six months ago. But in my mind, I almost think it's worse because we're we need to keep up with that that need and that want to be better and better. So right now we just invested a lot of money in making um, big software upgrades that'll hopefully take effect over the next few months. Um, that'll be more up to what our bigger clients are expecting. I was just going to say you keep talking about these bigger clients. Is there a sweet spot that you guys play in? Is there, a, a, um, if you were to say, you know, the type of avatar or the niche that you guys play in that that kind of seems to work best for your service, or is it just everybody? Um, yeah, so we, we have plenty of people that have never sold anything before. We have plenty of people that are doing 50 plus million dollars in sales a year and everything in between. Um, but I would say our target market is businesses that are in that two to five million dollar a year range um, that ha- have five to ten employees already. Well, as you know, Nathan, our Hacker Nation listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to really help grow themselves in their business. You've already given us all kinds of, of nuggets, which have been great. But now we shine the success hack spotlight on you, Mr. Nathan Hirsch. So what's one success hack? Just one. You've already shared a few other nuggets, but one success hack that you can share to help a business owner maybe become more successful in their business, something that you abide by every day to ensure that you're on the right track, something that will help them? Sure. You have to be able to prioritize. Every time you have a meeting, every time you talk to um, a new hire or someone on your team or you are just going over things to do over the next three months or even the next week or even the next day, you have to be able to prioritize. And I see so many of my clients just not reach their full potential because they can't do that efficiently. And they'll focus focus on the wrong thing at the wrong time, or they won't be able to realize that A has to come before B, that has to come before C. So really sitting down and being able to identify, okay, as a business owner, there's endless work. There's no way you're going to finish all the work, but I have to be able to figure out what comes first and what comes second and what comes third before I actually get started with the work. I normally don't piggyback off of uh, the answer, but wouldn't you agree that prioritization obviously is different everybody that you talk to, right? And I think what happens with business owners is at least the ones that I work with and, and, and have on the show here, etc. they say that they have a lot going on. If you would ask any business owner, do you have a lot going on? everybody raises their hand. One of the things that I that I kind of teach and coach on is to all this other stuff is important that needs to get done. But you, you alluded to it in the beginning of the conversation, which is, you know, working with people or hiring out people that can handle some of the smaller level stuff. Because what happens is you get these clients, you know, let's say it's a lifestyle type business. You don't want to become the next Google or Apple. You have this lifestyle type business and your goal is to make 20 grand a month. And it's a nice you know, nice, decent amount for maybe a solopreneur, but all of a sudden you get really comfortable. You have your 10 to 12 clients and you're working in your business and you're working in your business and you went out and hustled and created momentum to get these clients, but then you pause and then you stop this thing called momentum. And then God forbid six months or eight months later, four of your 10 to 12 clients leave and you're freaking out. Wouldn't you agree that prioritization, no matter what you do, there has to be a level of business development on a continuous basis? 
It has to. I mean, if you're not going forward, you're in some way going backwards. Like no one, there's very few businesses that just sit there at complete stability without going backwards. <laughs> um, it's just tough to do. Um, there's other factors like competition and the economy and all these other things that are going to change. And if you're not constantly changing, moving forward, at some point you're going to find yourself going backwards. Nathan, we are now entering the randomness round. But before we do, let's take one moment to learn something brand new. Hacker Nation, do you feel stuck in your business, maybe even hit a plateau? Maybe you're not even sure how to market effectively, drive new leads, or get new clients, or become more productive. Or maybe you're just not quite sure how to scale or go big in your business. Well, you're absolutely going to love this. It's brand new. I have a free training on how to go from where you're at today to creating and sustaining a seven-figure business. No fluff, no selling, no BS, straight content and teachings on how to scale your business and become less overwhelmed. And by the way, it's 100% free. To sign up for this training today, go to bigbusinesswebinar.com. That's bigbusinesswebinar.com. That's bigbusinesswebinar.com to grab your free spot. Okay, Nathan, we are now back and about to enter the randomness round. The randomness round is kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever's the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So Nathan Hirsch, are you ready for the randomness round? I am ready. Best advice you've ever received? Work hard, play hard for my mom. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Before I tore my shoulder three weeks ago and had surgery, I worked out six times a week. So that was my one time away from business that I could re-energize, refocus, get that stress out. Um, and then get back to work. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 18 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 18-year-old self? I would tell myself to maybe enjoy college a little bit more. I kind of had that great college experience. I had an awesome time, but I also was running a company and I was kind of freaking out about my future and do I get a real job or do I become an entrepreneur and it all kind of worked out. So just kind of relax and enjoy the ride. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? (laughs) I can juggle. You can juggle? I can juggle. I taught myself to juggle a few years ago, just totally randomly. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? Uh, The Zappos book, Delivering Happiness. I'm a big fan of customer service. Back when I um, worked at Firestone as an intern, um, they preach customer service, and that's really helped me on the Amazon side because they're all about that. And then Delivering Happiness was really cool to see how to take it on a on a grand level when while being an entrepreneur and the CEO. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation, what would that be? Uh, yet another mail merge. So it's great for lead and cold emailing. Um, if you're a new business, you've got to figure out a way to do it without spamming and get in front of influencers and have people test your product. And, and yet another mail merge is a great way to do it. Nathan, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time and sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you, your book, or your business, or anything else that you would like to share? Yeah, if you go to freeup.com with three E's, you can schedule a meeting right with me. I'd love to discuss um, your business and how I can help. You can sign up right on the site, mention this podcast, get a dollar off your first worker forever. Um, You can check out the Free Up Your Business on Amazon and the online hiring mastermind group on Facebook. 
Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Nathan, along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site. When you're on the site, again, don't forget to click subscribe so that you don't miss episodes just like the one with Nathan that you'll get sent to your phone all the time. And remember, if you're looking to explode your business this year, make sure to head over to Big Business Webinar. That's bigbusinesswebinar.com to grab your free spot. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.